0: The Truck and Driver Podcast is sponsored by Snap Account, the all-in-one payment solution for truck parking, washing, tolls, and more. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Truck and Driver Podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin, and I'm joined today by Paulo Callahan, who's just back from another Euro trip. And we've got another classic issue of Truck and Driver to skim through for you today. Paul, how are you doing and what have you been up to since we last spoke?
1: I've been doing very well, Dougie. Thanks. And um, since we last spoke, I was down in Italy. So a bit of a change this last week. Rather than uh, driving Scania's, which I seem to have been in for a lot of the time lately, I was actually driving a DAF. So that was my first time to drive a DAF since... About 2004 was the last time I drove, maybe 2005. And that That's was, uh, so
0: zero long zero ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I really, really, really couldn't say much or form an opinion about daft but I was quite keen to try one. So the truck I went out in was a uh, 17 Reg 460 with the AS Tronic box, which everybody said was really bad. And yeah,
0: I yeah, me included
1: yeah Uh, everybody with
0: the caveat caveat that if it's got eco mode on it it'll be really bad if you get it switched off it'll be quite a lot better um but yeah how how did you how did you get in with your first DAF in 16 years
1: I'll tell you what uh I'll, I'll just sum it up a friend of mine actually after I was in it for one day I was just discussing it with him and he he summed it up probably better than I could he said DAFs he said when you get into them first you hate them but after a few days You think they're the best truck ever and you don't want to get out of them. And he wasn't too far off the the money on that one because when I got into it first, I got into it. I had to hook up a trailer. It was nighttime. Everything was strange. I couldn't find the switches for this. I couldn't find the switches for that. I actually had to pull in after about, I tried to get familiar as I could with it, but after 15 minutes, I still couldn't get stuff like the back of the seat, the headrest part was really far forward. That switch turned out to be on the left-hand side. I've never had a button on the left-hand side of a seat when, you know, they're normally on the right-hand side. Uh, There was just little things, yeah, you know, where the seat splits halfway up, the same as a Scania, the same as a Volvo does. Yeah. That little button Mm -hmm. was on the left, yeah. Yeah. Normally, you know, both of them. Anyway, just little things like that. And um, what else now? That was only a small thing. So I wasn't really. I, di- I didn't hate it the first night, but definitely wasn't a fan. And I thought, this is no, this is definitely a long way behind. Uh, We'd we'll say a Volvo, which would probably be my it's preference a, for trucks.
0: It's a long yeah. way behind the Daft that came out about three months after that one. The one with the tracks and gearbox and yeah. everything, and it was a big leap forward. Um, That's right. Even at that, how did you how did you get Every- on with um, with the eco mode and, th- and things like that? Yeah.
1: So by about the second. Day in it, uh, all of us. It kind of just, it just dawned on me. I was going around the roundabout, and I don't know how it was, just like kind of a eureka moment. I thought, you know what, I'm quite actually enjoying this, and it just progressively got better from there. I'll come back to the gearbox and the power in a second, but the things, the standout features which I really liked about were just how smooth, smooth it was on the road. Really, really comfortable Uh, driving position was grand. Didn't have any aches, pains, and. it just kind of did everything really good it didn't stand out in any one feature well okay i know i said that the uh the ride was very smooth in that but um it didn't there was nothing about it that really annoyed me it just all the little things about it were you know basically good the thing okay the gearbox to be honest with you everyone had it talked down so much that i i was expecting it to be really, really bad. <laughs> and it didn't it it wasn't as bad as i thought okay if you're at a roundabout and you have just that split second to take off, you you need to always be have your foot down before it's time to go because it is slow to kick in. Hooking up trailers, you know, re- reversing just when you're on the bounce and you're trying to reverse under a trailer, you need to be really careful because it'll just jump back on you really quickly. I wasn't a fan. I'm not a fan of a truck where you just have a little knob to switch like a little light switch. That's that's your gear control. I don't like that. I like no,
0: that's the light a, shift. that's one of no. um that's Daff and N's thing that well, yeah, Man have bent like it now. That. MEN have got the Gold. controller up on the stock. Oh,
1: well, that's good. I'm delighted it's, to hear that, yeah. It's
0: just that it, it's my DAF that's got the dial. And, of course, Iveco have got three yeah, buttons on the dash, which I don't like any no, more than the dial. No,
1: they just feel uh, cheap. No. And, look, if we're going to be driving autos, which is, uh, you know, whether we like which it, we are. that's what we're going to be driving. Right. We are. But at least give you some little bit of control. Because I found with that, the thing you'll always end up leaving it in drive when you park it whereas when you have a little lever mentally you always put the lever in neutral but you don't always think oh hang on i gotta turn this little fiddly dial back to uh, neutral but just to get back to uh, and finish on the um on the on the gearbox on the eco mode and that uh yeah it did lug down power wasn't great but you know the eco mode you have to keep Switching it off because yeah. it goes back, its natural setting is to go back to eco mode. But to be honest, did I feel much of a difference between the eco mode and the standard mode? <laughs> there wasn't a huge difference, it wasn't a deal breaker. But look, I, I actually didn't mind it too much. Um, it was the, the rest of the truck kind of made up for that, and I was really pleasantly uh, surprised by it. Um, good big fridge in it, uh, good bed. The, the one thing which is actually probably the worst feature of the truck, and it wasn't probably the truck's fault, the tachograph head. Uh, normally you'd get an overspeed pre-warning. You know, when you're going down a hill, this thing wouldn't give mm-hmm. you any pre-warning. It just went automatically to overspeed, which was probably not great. <laughs> I thought I, I, ended, I ended up racking up a fair few overspeeds on it because you didn't get that few seconds just to, you know, pull her back a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that was quite, f- yeah, that was quite strange. Um, but overall, mm-hmm. now I was, uh, yeah, couldn't couldn't really fault that truck. Nice big cab to live in, plenty of storage. Um, yeah, I find it was... Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. it was always a truck that you've got to stay on top of even that one I had last year
1: uh, with the mm. tracks
0: on because it was the longest ratio gears and it had eco mode and everything on it I was right on top of it all the time I had it down in 10th gear yeah. sometimes okay. on hills or normally I would only be in 11th or even in 12th in certain yeah. trucks um, What,
1: what was, sort of weight were you pulling with Oh
0: 44 tonnes at times that was a 480 mm. um, fl- and okay. it was a uh, the, th- the thing was people would accuse it and say those engines don't go but the actual fact is they do go. It's just that the software doesn't want them to. You, if you actually yeah. give it some proper stick, a daft will um, perform uh, d- to what the badge says on the side of it. You've just really got to... And if you're working for a fleet and you're telematicked up and they're watching what you're doing, they're not going to want you to drive it like how I drive them, no. which is basically I just drive just flat out everywhere.
1: I <laughs> know, every, job that I do, that.
0: every job that I do requires that.
1: Yeah, now yeah. in fairness, I wasn't pulling 44 tons, I was four by two, and I had a Euroliner, and that's all. Maybe the most I would have been possibly was just maybe 32 tons, something like that. So maybe throw an extra perfect for that. Tons on it, and I might have a yeah, but um, overall, very pleasantly surprised. It's funny, you know, before I'd driven them, um, you looked at the DAF, and there's just something they just, they just lack a bit of. A Little bit of prestige, and I don't know if it's their badge the way they, they move it. Like, if you look at a you know, a Scania okay, they always have their badge in the middle of the, middle of the grill, or even a Mercedes Benz, like that three-pointed star, uh, it always kind of carries a bit of weight. Whereas, DAF in, in the 95s and the XF first, you know, they had it up kind of on top of the grill over to one side, now mm-hmm. they've sort of positioned it down in the middle, and it kind of looks a little bit lost. So, they, I think they do kind of lack a little bit of prestige and, and a bit of an image, but the truck itself, I definitely couldn't fault. Ah, oh, good
0: good when are you back out again
1: probably tuesday i uh, going to do a photo shoot on uh, on saturday
0: yes you are i
1: mean tgx yeah so we've been sort of putting this uh, this truck off putting this guy in the long finger for the last week just with um we've been out working and that so that's that's plan- penciling for this weekend so no doubt the weather will be brutal and it'll be raining and, it. and uh, the weather's uh, not, not nice <laughs> at the
0: moment no, actually, like driving
1: uh, Mm. driving rain yeah the, the, I see there's a lot of guys I think um, kind of hold up in Dunkirk at the moment all the, because of the, the bad weather has affected our, our longer ferry sailings from France to Ireland so I think that's all in turmoil oh, and I didn't really just, look into it but I've, I've been back for a few days March
0: so, is or, on the t- in March we're on the turn now you can get a weekend in March where it's 18, 20 degrees and you can also get right. it when it snows I'm like come on About yeah, have I, I hate the cold last week I,
1: Hate it. Got off the, yeah, I Got off the boat in, uh, in Cherbourg and it was just such a nice feeling of spring in the air and all the oh. way down to Italy. It was just really, really just nice, pleasant, dry weather. It just makes such a difference after mm-hmm. after the winter we've had. It was um, oh. everything taken into account. But uh, yeah, hopefully next week that we will get going again.
0: I'm out again week after next. Oh? Guess what? I, uh, a week on Friday I'm <laughs> picking it up. Guess what I've got?
1: You must, have, you must be doing due, due uh, an MAN, are you? No.
0: Uh, it's not. I am getting this new Scania Seven Seventy S for a week. Oh. First in the oh. UK to get it. Woo-hoo.
1: Very nice. Well done. Nice. I see we have a demo going around Ireland at the moment. Westward have a demo, just a white one. So yeah, um, I hopefully you, you definitely need plenty of weight on that thing too. I'm pulling.
0: Uh, um, to I'm like. pulling fridges with it all week. So <laughs> I'll be doing a lot of distance with it. I mean, that's just what these things are bought for in the UK, though. It's not special course, types yeah. approved or anything, so it's 44 tonnes. Um, I'm going to run it yeah. for AD because it's brand spanking new and I don't want to end up in building sites with it. So quite excited because the last Scania I had on demo demo was an R410 gas truck. So I'm really pleased that <laughs> yeah. they've decided to offer it to Truck & Driver. Am uh, I correct
1: saying yeah sorry i'm quite Saying that's aad that you did the feature for lately with the 540s with S the 540s Scania's. yeah and i was out driving
0: oh, for very them. good i was at a, I did a shift for them a couple of weeks ago in one of the s500s so yeah i've done work for Allen before the last job that i did before i got the trucking driver job was a 540 rear steel volvo um tag axle that's right Yeah, um, i worked it for yeah. aad for a week so um i i've got the top power output scania which is a real treat for me to go out for a week I've also got my next demo booked in for the month after that which is the Iveco SWay 460. Which oh is the the is base model one yeah. so you know.
1: Now that has the smaller engine. The 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 other one the, that's 11 the 570. Litre. Yeah that's why this, this is the it's the middle the middle engine, because there's also a 9-litre engine available as well, isn't there, the smallest yeah, one? Yeah, it's really
0: for rigids, that, uh, that okay, one. Okay, so, yeah. So I'm it'll be to see
1: how the 460 goes.
0: I think it'll probably go all right. We're going to do a photo shoot a week on Saturday on a guy who's got a 460 to get some new trucks into the magazine, and he seems to rate it not too bad. So I'm taking that one into Pollux, which is just down the road, and we'll be running it. We might be running it with some fair weights with that, so... Um, oh, that's so that's, that's one good. jump to another because we like, they're always driving top spec trucks, which we aren't on demonstration. The Scania, to be fair, is, but I've just come out the yeah. Volvo FM 420. That's come right. on, that, yeah. that's hardly top
1: spec. Yeah, well, I, I I can't remember you having a big power Scania before. For I've yourself, never had did one. You?
0: No. no, the last V8 Scania. The last I drove, I did two shifts on an in an, an, an R 500 manual for rocks off last year. That's and right. back the when I was. Back when I was driving full-time, I had an R440 manual at Drummond's, and that's getting back nearly 10 years now, and I drove um, a couple of V8s at Campbell's uh, when he still had the fridges, like a 580 uh, OptiCruise and a 580 manual and an old 164 on an analogue a couple of times. Um, but not recently, haven't driven them enough. Scania are trying to get their demos out there at... I'll uh, get some coverage on them. So I am quite quite excited mm. to get out in that as well. It's good anyway just to get back out in the road because with coronavirus sure. and everything, it doesn't look like anything's going to open up in Scotland until like the start of May. And it's it's difficult for Scotland because all the populations in the central belt, and then you've got all the rural communities and the borders and up north where there's probably like no coronavirus at all, but you can't. Um, open them up and keep like no. the central belt locked down because everybody will just pile out the central areas, north or south.
1: So, it has to be the same for one as for all. Yeah.
0: Uh, just at least times going on. We have got a truck show going ahead. Convoy Wales at Pembrey on the fifteenth and sixteenth of May. To my enormous surprise, is going ahead, and it's I saw got. It apparently, it's going to have everything at it. Um, I've got to write about this in the next magazine, so I need some more details, oh, nice. but there can be up to 4,000 spectators per day. It's pay at the gate. Full truck racing cool. schedule, Citroen 2CV racing, tractor and truck pulling, food stalls, bar, everything. I don't know what the, the details are, with one-way systems and masks or anything like that, but I had a look at where Pembury is, and it's seven and a half hours for me to get there in the car. I reckon I could get to your house. Quicker <laughs> than I could <laughs> get to
1: Pembrokeshire. Uh, whereabouts is it? Um, where, where, where,
0: South West we Wales. You've got to you drive right the way Southwest. along to the end of the M4, okay. as if you're heading towards Fishguard.
1: If you oh, ever get right, so the, the no, wouldn't be too far off the ferry then. Yeah, mm. we'll see. Hopefully, that's. Um, I'm quite surprised at that. Look, it's probably you know it's, it's it's not that far away, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people saying, "Oh, you can have a truck show." It won't well, that's what I thought, I'd, but I'd apart- love to Apparently, the yeah. Welsh
0: government have given it the go-ahead to to go, and
1: well, it's
0: f- an outdoor it's an outdoor ev- event, and it's a massive site ah, okay. where people. It. I don't
1: what know what sort of site is it? Did you look look it up? Is it a
0: pst- huge business? huge site? This place there's enough space for a thousand trucks on show. Okay, and you can have camping, and you can have. Uh, well, you can bring in a camper van, you can camp if you're keen. I Putting a tent up in the middle of May Wales might not be the wisest idea in the world. I did actually consider if I could get a truck and go and work for somebody and take it to the show. But unfortunately, my deadline falls the week after. So I'm going to have to turn and burn and get back home once the... Um, once the show's concluded with us, because I thought it would have been quite oh. cool if I could have I, I got a load down to South Wales and just been there in my truck for the weekend, but as it turns out, I can't, so...
1: Ah, oh, well, look, it's good that uh, at least, look, whether it happens or not, it'll give us something to uh, aim towards and something to be positive about And rather than everyone saying, um, there'll be no shows this year and there'll be no shows next year. Just there, the def-
0: that, there are yeah, going to be shows. Really like to Aye, there's definitely <laughs> going to be shows this year. I was, I was surprised when it got the go-ahead, especially from Wales... Because like they're, yeah, yeah. they're like Prime Minister or First Minister Mark Drakeford has been notoriously hardcore with these coronavirus restrictions. Okay. So
1: Maybe he likes drugs.
0: Maybe he does, but um, being a Labour politician, I wouldn't imagine that he does. Um, <laughs> I've had Peter Davies writing, you know the time machine feature we get in the magazine? And he does like a five-year period. And we're just going through the entire period of when Labour were in power. And all they've done throughout of this is beat the haulage industry with a big stick. So I don't think that he probably would like trucks very much. But anyway, probably Convoy, much, yeah. Convoy Wales is apparently going ahead. yee <laughs> So we've picked out a magazine for this month and we've chosen July 1996. This magazine is quite an unusual cover. It's got the new Foden 4000XL with the high-top roof on it, which was brand new at the time. And alongside it is a Peterbilt, which is apparently brand new, but looks like it could have dropped straight out in 1977, as these Mm. cab-over American trucks are apt to do. Um, They can't have been making these cab-overs for that much longer in America, because they bid them off um, because of life restrictions. True, yeah. But yeah, we've got a Foden and a Peterbilt on the cover, and we've got an attractive lady wearing some new Truck and Driver merchandise who's called Danny with Two eyes. I think she might have been appearing in like Max Power and Fast Car at the time and things as well, but she's, more, um, she's got more clothes on in Truck and Driver.
1: Honestly, <laughs> well, that sweats, sweatshirt looks um, very large, or, or is it a t shirt? I, I, it's a, it's it looks, a, bit, it it's a, a baggy
0: life. 90s style t-shirt yeah. you know I don't smell in saying.
1: her anyway not doubt.
0: yeah it's not, and she's wearing a pair of shorts as well I mean th- these are clothes that are clearly designed for big fat truckers and she's like a size 8 so she's kind of drowned right. well, in them well
1: in her. so we've also got a 10-page truck fest feast and we've got two trucks here from MJS Express uh, I'll talk a little bit about them when we get to the we get mm-hmm. a little bit further into the magazine, and we've got uh, F88 forever. Uh, CB of CB Haulage of Thatcham, a Volvo F88 still working. So this was in 1996,
0: and it was an F88 uh, still working. What's that? What's that, that? would be a that would be a twenty-year-old truck then. So that's equivalent. It doesn't. When you're working a 70s truck in like the 90s, it doesn't seem the same as working like a late 90s truck in like today. Because you could be working a Volvo F eight version one, exactly, or a Scania four weather. series, and it doesn't seem as old.
1: That to me
0: seems an old truck then.
1: On the yeah, well, when you look at like the, mm. the, the 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 when the Volvo version one came, like they were like a real step forward. They were a real progression. I always think like they mm-hmm. we went from kind of lo- proper old lorries and wagons to like stuff yeah, that really, like say. cars to drive. Yeah, so
0: yeah that's the start of the modern era of trucks that was that's the kind yeah. of line i would draw in the sand where i would say you can still use one of them today
1: completely agree yeah
0: um anything before completely that's going to be quite tiresome after a while but on the contents mm. page we've got danny again wearing another large polo shirt we're getting our money's worth out her <laughs> 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 and in the news yeah. we've got news this is quite, a, one of the news stories is Western Star buys ERF for 27 million pounds. So this was just when ERF, became, they were no longer an independent manufacturer. And of course, this didn't work out too well. But it says um, that more improvements for the driver can be expected under Western Star. And of course, this didn't last very long. This arrangement, because MAN bought them out four years later, and then realised that some naughty persons at ERF or Western Star were cooking That's the nice. cooking the books big time. And MAN yeah. found some holes in the accounts. But right. Nice. In 1996, the ERFEC was at the peak of its powers. You know, it was it was in yeah. its it was in its heyday, and you would have thought that that a reasonably um, bright future
1: that was around the time when was it John Bryant was the head of ERF back then pretty sure that's that's who the guy Bryant was his surname because I do remember in one of the magazines he did an aid run to Mm -hmm. possibly Romania yeah
0: there was a lot of that going on as the fall of communism came down if we check back in some of the older magazines we will find articles on those aid runs because there's that Challenge Annika one as well
1: that's Which right, are, I have that here with the Echo That's in my Europe house. Tech. Yes.
0: Yeah, 1994. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it says Chairman Peter Foden says he has found a secure future for ERF under a deal with Canada based Western Star, and there are plans to double production over the next five to ten years. Well, in ten years' time, ERF were put out of business. So we know how that worked out. Oh that's dear. Right, yeah. <laughs> Here's Editor's Choice, I guess. We're still at the point where Editor's Choice. Mm is like half a page and some posters in the center spread and talking of the volvo version one fh there's three of them plus a scania 113 and an old shape volvo f12 um michael sadler mjs express i think they're still are they still going
1: you're correct yeah well actually uh, somebody sent me a photograph lately and i hadn't heard of them since the magazine and i just had a quick look to have a facebook page i think the company is from uh, huntington in cambridgeshire and i may be correct this is i'm just kind of drawing my own conclusions but they have some pretty nice trucks and a younger a young guy at the helm i just saw something about your dad would be proud so whether or not um michael j Sadler is still around I'm not sure but it <laughs> certainly looks like his son or someone else has taken over the reins they've got some really nice trucks they've got uh, three of we'll say the old generation they've got a wine a navy and a gold you know Scania R and some nice uh, Volvos as well version 4 Volvos so um, they had some really mm. nice trucks back yeah in the I day. think they had a,
0: there's yeah, a of 16 at on one stage Awards, I think that blue Scania might have ended up in Trucking Magazine. I, I I think if I go through my emails from a couple of years back, I had spoken to them at some point. MGS Express. Okay. And it, it, yeah. Assuming it's the same, assuming it's the same company, more or less. Yeah,
1: we're just the lo- the logo looks pretty similar. And um, just when I saw the, the comment, someone made a comment, your dad would be proud. I sort of felt fairly confident in saying this is the the same company. But really nice, uh, tasteful trucks. Nothing.
0: They are, they're very smart there. There's the like a golden top, griffin yeah. and a, like a dark blue one there in Facebook. That's
1: right. Yeah, they're, they're quite smart. Um, so, Cambridgeshire. I think I saw a 750 somewhere here as well, down along the line. so mm-hmm. Yeah, that
0: was. Here's a thing yeah. here which I, de- which I definitely wouldn't put in the magazine today. A lot of it due to social media. There's a thing here called Cock Up Classics. And Let's it's a picture too, of yeah. somebody who's done something <laughs> wrong in a truck um, <laughs>
1: I'll just read out what it says at the start of it. who are missus change of trousers time at Douglas Harbour in the Isle of Man the driver said to have claimed his butty butty bin knocked the handbrake off when cooping up to the trailer must have been some sandwich box fortunately the PTO dug into the wood at the edge of the quay after being righted by man cranes, the damage to the ERF was, uh, was small, uh, but it is basically hanging out over the edge of the pier, yes. the, the front steer axle in the front of the cab, but yeah, I agree, I, I, I'd be, be loath to um, publicise someone else's mishap um, no. with, with a view to me being next. We <laughs> were longer.
0: paying money for it at the
1: time, we were sending it, <laughs> oh, ch- oh you know,
0: keep the cheques yeah, coming yeah. and we'll keep your identity under wraps.
1: Good yeah, grief! Yeah. But then again, I suppose yeah, we have to remember, like there was no camera phones then, there it was very few of these photographs floating around. So yeah, and social media:
0: kind of, as soon as you make a message, as soon as somebody's dropped a trailer on their knees or hit a bridge or got themselves oh, stuck yeah. in some grass, somebody's out going <laughs> photographs it and puts it all over the yeah, internet. So, it, it, but it, even exactly. even it, so that's dark humour trucking driver. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> uh, we've got a T. Brady and Sons of uh, Barrow in Furness. Yeah, are this they, is. A are, are they still gone? Or
0: I've not heard of them. I don't think so. No, too- well, not not no, that nice. That's a that's an early DAF '85 on an old mm-hmm. Ridge, I think. But it's got a trailer which yeah. has got some art on it, like a big fancy curtain cider, oh um, oh with man. vivid sort of stuff on it. Using a curtain no. using a curtain cider for art, which is a common thing now, but it was obviously quite yeah. a new thing then. They're saying that um, it'll it's um, it was quite controversial because it's a bright pink trailer. With uh, mm. some weird artwork on the sides and people might not like I that. wouldn't
1: like to be pulling that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then moving on, what else we got? Uh,
0: oh, here we go. We're yeah. back to the truck and drive. God, we truck and driver used to do so much merchandise. Yeah. And here's the lovely Danny again, um, wearing yeah. a vest which is far too big for her. Mm. Yeah, that truck and driver jacket looks like it might fit her. Um, actually, quite there's a chap standing beside it as well, and I don't know who, who he is, but we've got polo shirts. I do like the Shaba T-shirts. We've blame got here. driver and then blame here. And we've got truck okay. driver, nerves of steel, butt of iron, boot of lead, short of brain. <laughs> yeah. I think those T-shirts would do quite well if, if they were brought back. And we've got, oh, yes, yeah, truck and driver lighters. Get in. I see that, yeah. Different times. Mm. Uh,
1: what else have we got moving on? 1996. I mean, well,
0: I was 16 in 1996, so Danny must be about 45 now. Yeah. Yeah, a cooler way of living, you've got an advert for Electrolux cool boxes and fridges, which obviously isn't really much of a thing anymore. And we've got an advert and, uh, for the new Renault Premium as well, which is the very first at the Renault Premium long distances, which is full Renault. You've got no Volvo in this one. That's the full yeah, whack. And then, on the opposite side, we've got an advert for Foden less weight, more profit, and it's got pictures of the two, three, and four thousand series Fodens And by God, all of them look ancient, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 that advert could be from 1986, and you wouldn't know they, the difference. Yeah.
1: There were was, was still a better-looking truck than the premium, though.
0: You reckon? Maybe, I I, I I reckon only the big four but You never like the premium. I passed my class in a premium like that, with a lot of certain headlinks.
1: I never really drove one, yeah. I just didn't like the look of them. I thought they just looked very, very... It it went... It was kind of when... You know, I was like... It looks like more like a kind of a cuddly French car. (laughs) The
0: interior's and premiums definitely did it. It was kind of very Renault Mm. Clio... Reminiscent of that, in the interior rather than a truck. I still always, That's right. I'd still always stick up for the premium and the way that they drove, especially the Volvo oh, ones yeah. with the iShift. I, yeah, or I, can't, I can't take you. that from them.
1: Cause I don't, I but just we've got the next place We've got Fleet Focus Eddie Stobart actually. Eddie Stobart. Yeah, no. Cherbourg. I was in Cherbourg, yeah, Sh- and there was a, I'm trying to think. I can't even remember what to make it was. A Stobart truck, um, and I think it might have been on check plates, and it was getting on ferry to Ireland. So I don't know what.
0: Oh yeah, What's they've got a, on, they've yeah. got European operations. Yeah, they've, they've got okay. they've got low deck Thorbiter's right. running in Europe. I don't know exactly what the
1: yeah
0: um, mm. what it is they do with them, but but they have got a European side to their operation. They were supposed to be Stobart's were supposed to be changing their name to something else. Okay, that was in the news a while ago, but it doesn't seem to be getting rolled right. out, which seems really well, this one seems really stupid. But this is back when Eddie. Yeah. This was before Stobart became. The all-conquering monsters that they were that then became incredibly (laughs) disliked. Number of staff, 1,350. Depots, 17 across the UK. Basic pay, £4.75 days, 5.57 nights. Uniform compulsory includes tie supplied by firm. Average hours (sighs) of 50 hours a week. Do, 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 types of lorry, pretty much everything. It's got this unusual yeah. vol. That's an unusual Volvo. That's an F10 F-
1: F- Eurotrotter. That's a
0: Eurotrotter because it's like a day cab, but right. a big bit above the a big forehead, a, close, a big forehead, yeah. Frankenstein's monster I've, forehead above the windshield. It's got a
1: close close couple and drawbar. And if you notice the headboard, if you look where the stowage is written, like that was of that of the Volvos of the era, all the water lodged in around the in around that headboard. They all leaked. Leading to a lot of rot up around that area, which anybody who's restoring a, a Globetrotter will know it well about. <laughs> but uh, definitely looked apart, especially when some of them had the an illuminated headboard. Um, I think a lot of them did actually, and some some didn't. I know what the version one vault was. Mm-hmm. Uh, some came with an illuminated Globetrotter headboard, and some didn't have it. Uh, but definitely looked smart, but. Uh, wasn't really great yeah. in terms of th- cab th- This is
0: a page where a driver... Talk- th- 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 when it says Fleet Focus, what the feature is, it's actually a driver talking confidentially about what a company is like to work for, which is an interesting um, thing. Um, it
1: probably doesn't say anything t- untoward. The, anonymously. Aye.
0: Um, ah, yeah. But it, it, it's different these days where the you can cab hop that, that much, pr- even during this recession in these difficult times, you can jump between the big fleets quite easily if you want, because they're all looking for drivers. You want to mm, mm. get off curtain siders and go and drive tippers, you can do it if you want, you know? Mm. Anything sort of general. Things have changed. We've got the, the letters page, we've got a cartoon, Frank oh, Lee speaking. It says here that by 2010 every road in the country will be blocked. Well, we'd better get going then. It's already half seven. Ha ha twenty ten. He's talking We've in twenty-four hour format.
1: We've got a couple of pages of questions and answers. We could probably flick over this. Oh yeah, definitely because
0: Because next, then we get onto to this really odd Peterbilt, mm. because this is where you'd unless you've got eagle eyes, on the cover, you will notice that this Peter Belt is in fact right hand drive. I don't know what the deal is with the truck. They couldn't have put it into production, I don't think, or got type approval for it. Because if you look at the dash, it's got the two red and yellow buttons for the brakes. That's right. Which is a system which is incompatible with um, um, European stuff. So this is a a trip to the Foden factory up at Sandbatch, where they still were, knocking out the old fiberglass cab things. And it says here, if enough people want one, Foden plans to add the Peterbilt to its current model lineup. So clearly that was a roaring success. Judging yeah. by the enthusiastic response it received at Truckfest, expect to see the Foden Peterbilt on the roads soon. Really? Yeah. Well, it's not is, a bad
1: looking truck. It's a bloody nice one. With looking silver firm. stripes and it's got the chrome bumper and the. Alley wheels and chrome but, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm looking at the interior and it brings me back to um, I drove a cab over Kenworth's briefly when I was in Australia and was not a fan at all um, the engine hump on them was massive and I'm just looking here at the you see where the gear stick is
0: what's the deal with that That's gear stick is that like it, some sort of a semi-automatic uh, it's,
1: no it's an Eaton Road Ranger I think it's just that
0: it looks it, like it's, it it looks like comes like up it's from
1: bent round hump.
0: Yeah, it, it looks like it's bent around 90 degrees to the, to the left
1: nope. if it's anything like the um, anything like the the Kenworth cabovers it'll be a shocking gear change uh, just a system of uh, cables and um, not very nice at all now I haven't driven it but I definitely wouldn't be looking at it going wow I'd say that's amazing to drive or anything and then you've got the climb out of the driving seat and then you're sort of sitting on that little bit of an engine hump and kind of throwing yourself backwards into the bunk but um
0: You can see there's no storage space. There's no storage space on the interior of it at all. The bunk is flat to the ground, so there's no storage underneath it. And then you've got sort of like a cargo net or something above it. But I mean, of course, in the early '80s, you could import American trucks, and there were a few of them knocking about. But by this point, I would have thought that you know,
1: yeah, you could. See, it would have been a nice sound off it. It's got a 14.6 liter cast. Yeah,
0: 550 horsepower. horsepower,
1: Yeah, that would have sounded. That would have sounded all right, but when you look at the, the next page, then we've got the um, Foden gives four thousand a roof job, and uh, I've never actually been in one of those big XL Fodens, but that definitely looks like that looks something far that would much be, more, uh, a lot more pleasurable, realistic <laughs>
0: situation. Yeah, yeah. We featured one last How long? July,
1: and um,
0: we did um, the one That's that right. um, Mike yeah. Sharpley owns from noon did the podcast on it. Um, mm. Aye, right, this was something that Foden, again going back to that advert from nineteen eighty six. They've only just put this big cab on the Foden mm. now, when Volvo had the Globetrotter back...
1: 79.
0: Yeah. So many people had these bigger cabs. So this, the Foden 4000XL was actually, in terms of space and storage and everything, a really good cab, but it just came... Yeah. It came so far how too many-
1: late... How many years was that cab in production for uh, if it started in 96? 96
0: to 2001. Terry Seaman, I believe, got the on. last one on an X-Reg. But oh, by that yes. point, by that point, Foden had started using the DAF CF cab. And then there were rumours at the time that they were going to go and get the, um, the XF cab. But the sales volumes of the 4000 were so low that the... Um, it was never considered worthwhile of them getting the the XF cab. But you know, if they're, if they're messing about with bloody Peter which are going to be completely unsuitable for UK <laughs> yeah, use, yeah. then yeah, mm. yeah. they got their um, their priorities right. are priorities a bit lo- bit wrong there. I mean, yeah, but I would.
1: Yeah. I think it's quite. It's a good it's looking like truck. A truck though. That, yeah, I would, if it was
0: 1996 and you gave me a Ford 4,500, I would have been extremely happy with it. Um, I mean, Mike sharply. Were,
1: were, were there any left hookers of those? Very,
0: very few. I think there was a company in Switzerland that took a few. I think you're more likely to find... Any, oh, Federici. Yeah, I think you're more likely to find Federici. an ERF, EC. The Spaniards yeah, quite of like course. them. That's right. As opposed yeah, to the not quite a few down there.
1: Yeah, but then, Yeah, and I don't... Federici, Fred, that um, Swiss company of which you speak... I'm not sure they may have not had the big like the big XL cab so
0: maybe the cheese so sure wedge or something somewhere
1: will Yeah they. yeah they had the smaller but not the, not the XL that's an interesting one I just I like that kind of I like the rare stuff there's a guy uh in Ireland he's got a, one of the last Olympics a silver one down in Cork it's a left hooker that used to pull the queen's horses or something Oh does something he now? those he's things at Yeah it's quite a, it's quite a nice looking yeah 4 by 2 left hooker Olympics I tell you. Very
0: late do you know what I mentioned in the podcast because um, I've mentioned previously that I'm eligible for my Irish passport and I've been approved
1: That's right. on
0: the foreign birth register to get it. Since then, I've had two people from Ireland saying, hey, well, now if you want to come over in the summer and do a bit of work for us, there, you know, it wouldn't be a problem if you've got your passport now." <laughs> and I'm
1: like, no. Go away.
0: I was like, well. No. Wait, wait, wait. That that wasn't really? really why I wanted the passport. But that was- hey, <laughs> hey.
1: Aye. Hol- you're talking the right language already. Anyway, a,
0: hol- a holiday is a holiday. You know, uh, coming a holiday across, is a holiday, I will yeah. happily come across to Ireland and go and do do a bit of driving and some uh, and some stuff. You know, nice
1: to hear that you're you're getting you're being welcomed with open arms. Anyway, Dougie,
0: people, I thought that was quite funny because you're no slow, eh? You've picked up on that like, a, you it? <laughs> just, just just bring your own truck as well, there, right, don't you?
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so we get we we'll get a few weeks free work out of it as well.
0: No, no, so, you, you, you really have to pay me, you know. I, I, I must yeah, insist. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, what have we got?
0: Uh, we've got these, uh, we've got these shocking field disc accessories. You know, the chrome field trims yeah. that you get. Oh, yeah. People still occasionally yeah. fit yeah. these. And then we've got Renault's new arrivals. And the headline is Renault's You'll Like Driving which would indicate that previous Renaults you would not like driving. So we've got some tiny tipper and then you've got a kind of mid-sized Renault Premium with an automatic gearbox in it, I see, on a left-hand drive. And we've got one of those adverts, find your perfect partner, questionnaire, fill in, sex, tick, yes, please. <laughs> Personal information.
1: No. I, I think that I think that the answer there is, uh, are you male or female, Not yes or no? <laughs> <laughs>
0: details of what partner you would like height (laughs) minimum five foot max seven foot i wonder when i wonder how they got on with Uh, these things these dateline sort of things ticking things you know was anybody successful there was a stigma about that at the time there was very much you know because it doesn't matter now if you're single these days you can just go in tinder or you can just go in plenty of fish and it doesn't matter but back then it was quite a you're doing what online dating because I actually phoned up an ad. Adver- I phoned up a, an advert for the back of the paper when I moved to England in two thousand and five, and I met I met a hot young um, primary school teacher out the back of it. So, ha ha, it worked. Although we did have oh, to lie nice. about how we actually met because we were mortified that it was an ad in the paper.
1: <laughs> um, so I'm just going to go on to uh, Truckfest here. And,
0: okay uh, so now we're moving on to truck first yep page 44 a great big report now what do you know about the trucks on these pages then
1: so this volvo f16 and uh, the registration is a16 srt steve r Tong. so she's an early 470 model possibly 87 88, and he had it, he bought it as a 4x2 tractor unit uh he was i think doing continental work with it then in 1994 it was stretched uh, tipper uh, so it was then a
0: that's one hell of a 6 by two
1: chassis <laughs> yeah it's a, it was a 26 ton tipper so that I'm pretty sure that would have been well certainly in the UK it would have been one of probably the only F16 right and drive tipper but um, I thought it was a very smart looking truck white with the, with the kind of Volvo stripes done in green but uh, the story takes another twist because it has st- since been restored back to its former configuration as a tractor unit and it's owned by a company called ja transport who i don't really know much about but i just had a quick look up online the first i saw of it was um it came over to ireland there was a truck shown in water a few years ago and they had a really really nice uh, scania 113 mm. top line as well and um i'm just looking at their uh, at their trucks they've got some really nice classics uh, scanias and uh Volvos the 113 top line 143 111. Um, seems like they're still working. They've got some pretty fresh looking volvos. Uh, JAT some silver volvos here. Um, there was an F12. There's an there's an F88 or an F89. I think there might be uh, JAT transport. United Kingdom. Anyway, sorry that's just yeah. And they've a really mm-hmm. nice Ford in 4400 S106T. It looked like it was doing timber haulage back in the day. So yeah, that's Steve Tong F16 nice ah, one on the other page there we've got yeah I think that's um, I like the, I like the, the Eurostar
0: quite. that's on a, the oh, page see, the um, Eurostar. page 47 it says a Eurostar oh, yes. yeah. an 80 grand truck 80 grand you can buy a bloody S way for 80 grand now Um mm-hmm. when I arrived it was an 80 grand truck with a Skoda interior he says well that's dated that now because Skoda interiors are obviously pretty it's much the same as Audis for, yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> And yeah. we move on. We've got the editor's choice spread in the middle, which is the FH12 from MGS Express, and then we've got the feature on the F88, which is a still working truck, which is a fantastic looking old thing. I mean, it looks ancient even there, really, but yeah. it looks hard, does
1: it? Look stack.
0: It looks hard as nails, Sorry. doesn't it? He bought it for yeah, two thousand has... three hundred pounds. <laughs>
1: Paul Paris is the guy's
0: name
1: uh, 30 so he's, um, well, so he's only going to be like what 55 now yeah 2 grand so CB Hall it's whereabouts is it sounds Lincoln, like um, I think like? yeah east of England doesn't it mm-hmm. no, that's, a, that's a brilliant looking old truck yeah. well, look at new it. to Dawson commercials of Oxford in 1977 Paul's F88 was operated by Swindon based owner driver Alan James for 7 years in the mid 80s Paul bought it 3 years ago uh, at the time it was painted blue f uh, Blah, 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 the 88 series dates back to 1965 And together with the F86 Its spearheaded evolved as launched in the UK during the 60s First versions had the 240 And later ones had the 290 um, Paul has won two big awards over In over 10 year old classes at truck shows And is aiming for more I wonder what actually became of that truck The reg of it FJO515S Lady Allison m and exhaust, I can say it sounded pretty well.
0: Oh, but it smoked pretty well as well. That's yeah. interesting. You can see the pictures of the interior of it as well because it's showing its edge there with the old school steering wheel. Yeah. It's interesting, there's a picture of it, but it's actually got a cab phone on the dash.
1: Badly. Which I think is quite yeah. cool. It said like the steering wheel was painfully thin.
0: If you look at the steering wheel on an ERFEC at the time, it was about the same thickness as that.
1: Yeah. And they were... Um, They were, you know, have to remember the F88 when they came out. They were considered a revolution in terms of uh, comfort. I'm sure they were far ahead of whatever British offerings were out at that time. Anyway, that's for sure.
0: I'm just checking the edge of it now. Volvo, colour green. Well, it's certainly not. It's red in the pictures. Yeah. Untaxed. Oh, oh. Untaxed. Tax due first of March 2021. This truck is still alive and well um, because the tax has only just run out on it um, 11 days ago. So, somebody will know. Somebody will know where that is. FJO515S. That's an interesting one. It's still alive. Very good. And then we've got a feature on somebody from Radio 5 Live. And then we've got a Seddon Atkinson at work. Th- those said Nackinsons were smart looking trucks with the Iveco cabs on them. We've got a driver at work in a Strato 275, which is got a Muffet Mounty on the back of it, and it looks like it's got a midlift lift mm. axle. It looks like it's been grafted into it by somebody else. I doubt that's come from the factory like that.
1: That's right, yeah. yeah it has that look about it, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, a Muffet, a Muffet on it. That will be nice to drive when it's empty, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Mm. just skipping on past we've got an article there about uh, fuel cards and then this one here the next article would have been uh, very interesting to me back then break on the border after battling through the pyrenees drivers deserve some fun lagunkera is the town which provides it says "Oh, helene jones so i would have been looking at this now with a fair bit of wonder and I'm getting
0: all excited about you know. and
1: Laj- yeah yeah, yeah. lagunkera is still a really really big area for for trucks stopping off at of the border once they just go in from, from france into spain or if you're coming from uh, it's for cause the first thing you go in there is for cheap diesel and there's supermarkets and restaurants so you can go in it's changed a little bit now they have some um, they have security fencing around the around some of the truck parks. there's some really big truck yeah. parks There
0: Where is this truck park is just it get spain. everything yeah
1: this truck bar- yeah so moves. if you were basically if you were going in um on the eastern side. So basically heading down for, for Barcelona, you know, to southern down that Montpellier uh, side from France. Mm-hmm. Uh, Care, yeah. So after reading this, I, I couldn't wait to get there. <laughs> and um, and it's, still, you, yeah. it's still a big, I was, I was there a couple of months, ago maybe, I don't know, six weeks ago or a month ago. And um, it's still plenty of trucks to see down there. So we've got some Dutch trucks here. We've got some Brits, is that OTS transport? OTS Paul Allen yep, that's and right. Tony Warrington reckon they got they get treated far better in Spain than the UK. No,
0: wouldn't it be difficult? There's a sign as well for a for um dri- there's a a driver like a sign like a public toilet sign where a driver peeing with a red X through it, which is probably telling drivers not to go and pee on the tarmac down the side of their truck, which of course everybody does everywhere in the UK, even if there's an immaculate toilet yep. twenty yards away. <sighs> that's right and that's a nice, nice little article that. and then of course we jump on we've, yeah. got, we've got the truck racing a transmissions advert for somebody who rebuilds gearboxes there's a lot of truck racing and then we've got I think, I think that's it until we get to Shobba at the end who's talking about tricky loads and he's got multi-drop loads hanging loads high value loads embarrassing loads Jaxi Derm oh, yeah. <laughs> containers top liners bulk basically everything you know Shobba's talking about um, things <laughs> low loaders did I, did, I
1: miss, did I miss Miss picture post or is picture post is even we, in did this?
0: Did we miss picture post? I don't,
1: no, no was there only it's one, not in it. It's
0: not in it. There was there was only one picture up front was there not?
1: The, the, they obviously went through a period when um, I think a, I vaguely remember that when Picture Post was uh, omitted from the magazine, so it's nice to see that um, that was brought back at some stage.
0: Mm. I'm just having a look. Just a note: we've got Shunter of the Month and um, Graffiti Corner, which I missed. Here's some graffiti which is written on a dirty vehicle. See, this is apparently a monthly thing to round the round the episode off with. I get a wash as often as my driver gets sex. I wouldn't be this dirty if his wife could drive. Deary me.
1: We've got a junior trucker. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's a scanum. David Fewings from Havant Hampshire spent two hours designing his great new truck. He says it's a cross between Scania and a Renault Magnum. That's where the strange name comes from. Scanum.
0: So, yeah, oh, I see a young lad's driven he's drawn out a truck which looks It <laughs> <that> looks exactly <laughs> yeah. like a Renault Magnum.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's got. Some, if you look at it from the side angle, he's got some. He's uh, kind of Scania influences there, but
0: not bad. It's, not bad. It's Looks. he so has uh,
1: yeah. got fall down steps. Yeah, it's a quite a good effort from David. A magna,
0: yeah, you know. Nobody 14, sends us. Yeah. Nobody sends us drawings of stuff anymore. on like that, you know. That's a bit No competition. Yeah. But there we go.
1: Yeah, and actually just we have an ad, Just I've, I missed it there a few pages back, we've got an ad for uh, Truckfest Scotland, Oh, so this was 3rd and 4th of August, uh, this will be 1996, and we've got Danny Murphy from Ireland, so he has uh, he had a 1995 or 6, a Scania 143 tag axle, that was a
0: right,
1: famous show truck as well with a bull bar in front of it.
0: Yeah, we've got a very, flag up, a very young and fresh-faced Ally McCoyst who was, would have still been playing for Rangers at the time and Scott Hastings, a Scotland Rugby star, and a picture of one of Pollock's, oh. Pollock's, Scott Trans' Volvos as well. So, yeah, hopefully... Yeah,
1: so, see, been taken up. O- what was that... Am I wrong in saying that, was Pollock or someone been taken over lately? That was in Pollock, it,
0: Pollock was, have been taken over by Gregory's, but it means absolutely nothing to anybody really um all the pollock trucks are going to maintain the livery pollock are going to continue their buying policy they're going to continue all their contracts there was a bit of like driver anger online because they thought they were all going to go and get a brown truck or something like that but nothing's really changing i i I wouldn't blame the directors of pollock to be wanting to be part of a bigger group during these uncertain times you know
1: and it doesn't yeah, change, in it. It's quite an iconic mm-hmm. and a nice livery. Well, I'd be ashamed to see that one going by the wayside. I'm driving
0: for Pollux again in April anyway. They're only 10 minutes from my house. So
1: nothing is... Ju- How many trucks are there on it? About
0: 150, uh, apparently. Oh, nice. Right. Um, I think. Okay. So um, plenty of them. But it doesn't make any difference. It's the same Hayden Coulthard are owned by Gregory's. Uh, so are ARR oh, Crave. Okay, and everybody nice. keeps their individual identities. You wouldn't oh, want to get good. rid of. Um, yeah. Pollock's livery or anything like that so no and even
1: the Hayden Coutard livery is is a cracking uh, one as well it's a
0: boardroom decision which doesn't affect anybody who drives the trucks or even anybody in middle management or anything like that at all it just doesn't make any odds
1: it reminds me a little bit of the the system they have in New Zealand you have an awful lot of individual um, kind of traditional liveries but then you find out that they're owned by a big parents company which Mm -hmm. We don't have in Ireland. It's, it's a different system here. Mm-hmm. It's um, kind of more or less whoever, whatever name you see on the truck, that's, mm-hmm. that's who owns it. Why that is, I don't know. Maybe we've a lot more kind of smaller independent. I think you do. I
0: think there's a lot more uh, mm-hmm. independent family-run hauliers in Ireland. It's a different sort of thing. Yeah. I'll probably find out this summer when I end up doing um, bloody well, yeah, Spend holiday cover. holiday
1: cover. <laughs> here, and uh, they get you'll, you'll have a demo truck there, and they'll probably win on that as well. So
0: fantastic, right? <laughs> Just around' we'll round this episode off, thanks very much for your time again. I hope, hope you've all enjoyed us going through another one of these old magazines and things. Um, I shall catch up with you again soon, Paul. Thanks very much.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. Look forward to the next one, though. Cheers, thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Truck & Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck & Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck & Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.